Howdy, folks. It's Thursday, May 5th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Hustle writer Juliet Bennett-Ryla, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, are we back in 2019? Because it sure feels like it in a lot of ways. Look at the numbers and you'll see hand sanitizer and Netflix are kind of on the way out and gyms and concerts are very much in. What's going on with consumer habits? We are going to discuss. But before we get into that, as always, here are a few things you should know. Let's get crack-a-lacking. Juliet, what are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at an update to something we talked about before. Ah. TurboTax has agreed to a $141 million settlement to be paid out to about 4.4 million taxpayers who were unfairly charged for tax prep services in tax years 2016 to 2018. Uh, So we talked about this before, but many Americans are actually eligible for free tax prep, and that's thanks to the IRS free file program. But they would never know it. They would never know it. The compromise dates back to 2002. IRS made this compromise with software companies like TurboTax saying they would not develop their own software for online tax prep service if the companies would provide free prep to low and middle income taxpayers. Okay. So I don't know about you, but I have paid for my taxes pretty much every year that I've had 1099s, which is like all of them. I did not know this, that I could get them done for free for several of those years. Yeah. So basically back in March, the SEC accused TurboTax of running ads promising free prep and then funneling people into paid services. So in reality, TurboTax's free prep is only if you have a simple return. So if you have a 1099, that means like if you are a gig worker of any kind, you work for Uber, you're a freelance journalist, as I was for many years, it's not free. But these ads would be like... I don't know if you've seen him. One was like a aerobics instructor and he was just saying free, 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 free. Like, uh, I didn't see that one. I saw the one where it was a cattle auctioneer or something like that. And he mm-hmm. was going and a free this and a free that and a free, free, free. Right. So basically TurboTax is like, come here, get your taxes in for free. And then you'd start doing them. And then you'd have some situation where they'd be like, oh, uh, you actually have to pay. Mm. So basically this this settlement is kind of the end of this whole saga. They've agreed to stop the ads but have admitted no wrongdoing. They maintain that like people had filed for free and, you know, it wasn't misleading. But basically, if you're one of those taxpayers, you could get a check for $30 per year you were charged. How lovely. A little bait and switch turns into a little cash. Yeah. And I, I feel like I paid more than $30 for those services, but it's not nothing. Yeah, for sure. And what about you? What have you been reading today? So I was following some updates on Wordle. Remember Wordle? Do you play? Do you still play Wordle? Did you play yeah, Wordle? I play Wordle every day. It's like the first thing I do to get my brain working. Wow. I mean, I understand it, but I was following Wordle this week because the New York Times had their earnings call this week. And so just to recap a little bit, it did not take long for Wordle to blow up after it launched back in October 2021. It attracted millions of players. It saw 23.5 million tweets of people just sharing their Wordle scores. Mm. That's like insane. <laughs> yeah. And But in the three months since the New York Times bought it, which was back in January, for I believe a price in the low seven figures, mm-hmm. you might be wondering what's happened since, right? What did they do to it? Has it actually been a good investment? So the answer is honestly, they haven't done anything crazy to it. For a moment, I think people were a little pissed off because... Their win streaks didn't carry over on the the technical side. (laughs) Did you experience that? I don't have a win streak anyhow, because a lot of times I'll play it on my phone. Like I said, when I first get out, because I'm trying to like get my brain working, sometimes I'll forget and then I'll be like, oh, I'll just do it while I'm waiting for something. And I do it on my computer. Yeah. And so I have two different streaks. And so I really don't. Right. Right. I really don't pay attention. 
All right. Well, some people were annoyed about that, but I think it was fixed as far as I am aware. Uh, the biggest differences really appear to be aesthetic ones. Like you see little prompts now to play other Times mini games. But in terms of whether Wordle was a good investment for the New York Times, I, I, yes, it, I think it was a very good investment in the company's earnings call Wednesday. Uh, the CEO said Wordle brought in unprecedented tens of millions of new users to the Times, and that, that undoubtedly helped spur what they said was a record quarter for its game division and the addition of almost 400,000 new digital subscribers. Wow. That's impressive. And I will say, so my nighttime activity is the New York Times crossword. I do that every night. Ah, That's sleepy time puzzle. There you go. And it's good. It is a solid crossword puzzle every single day. A lot of the apps are not good. So if you do really like puzzles, I would say the New York Times has one of the, the best simple puzzle subscriptions. Yeah. And I think it shows in, in their numbers. People really like their games. Right. Anyways, in other news, the Fed raised rates by half a percentage point, the biggest hike in two decades. Stocks jumped on the news when Fed Chair Jerome Powell said the central bank was not considering an even more aggressive hike in future meetings. Also, Uber said quarterly revenue more than doubled to $6.85 billion, beating analyst expectations, but it notched a $5.9 billion loss from its stakes in Chinese ride-hailing giant Didi. Southeast Asia's grab in Aurora Innovation, which was just a tad wider than the $494 million loss analysts expected. And with that, it's time for us to discuss some consumer trends. All right, so we think back to 2020, right? Pandemic hits, world goes to Many said the way we live will change permanently, but if you look at some of the data, just what's going on, you re- not even the data, you just look outside and what's going on in life right now. We're not just getting back to so-called normal in many cases, but we're actually breaking records. Look at Live Nation Entertainment, for example. They own Ticketmaster. They said concert ticket sales were up 45% this past February compared with February 2019. And they have 30% more concerts planned for 2022 than they did in 2019. That's pre-pandemic. Wow. You look at gyms. After a brutal couple of years in which almost 25% of America's gyms closed, Planet Fitness memberships in January surpassed pre-pandemic levels. So you got concerts, you got gyms. At the same time, you're seeing these companies who were hailed as being built to not just survive, but thrive during the pandemic and after it, start to feel the pain a little bit. You have Netflix stock down something like 70% this year. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, there are some things that aren't quite back like that, right? Flights are actually doing pretty well. Over 2 million people traveled by plane each day on average between April 17th and April 23rd, but that's below an average of 2.4 million at the same time in 2019. So we're improving, but not back just yet. And then offices, obviously, are nowhere near. For example, office occupancy across Manhattan was at just 37% of pre-pandemic levels in mid-April. Yeah, I don't think any of this is is that surprising. I, I think people realized when they were sort of stuck in their homes, people really took stock of what was important to them in life. And so it's not surprising that we see people who are going back outside for experiences like concerts and events. And then also seeing people uh, who maybe don't necessarily want to go back to the things that they realize 
they were doing that didn't bring them joy before, like going into an office every day. Yeah. So I don't think these numbers are super surprising. I do remember people saying life was never going to be normal again. I do feel like in many ways it is normal with some modifications. All right, bada bing, bada boom. That is it, folks. For more on the Hustle's tech and business coverage and links to all kinds of cool stuff from around the web, check out our newsletter at thehustle.co. Thanks to our editor, Ezra Trupiano, and executive producer, Darren Clark. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Bennett-Ryla. You've been listening to the Hustle Daily Show brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. See you tomorrow.